Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Clark, joined, as always, in studio by Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. And boys, this is our uh, this is our first time back on the horse after uh, the excess and the decadence that was live in Louisville. And we will we will get to that in a moment. But uh, it's going to feel strange here, just kind of going back to the uh, the day to day grind of our jobs here on the Happy Ramp. So this is, yeah, it feels it feels a bit mundane. It's mundane. It's just another workday, boys. You know, just another day doing radio for the three of us. Mm. But that said, we have uh, we have a little bit of business to take care of, and it has to do with uh, Ligaris Roasters Coffee Pipe. Uh, I am about to enjoy a hot steaming cup of Ligaris Roasters as we record. And uh, Pipe, why don't you tell us about a little book giveaway uh, situation that Ligaris has brewing this week? Uh, absolutely. So Ligaris does the Happy Rant Signature Roast, which we talk about regularly and drink probably more regularly than that. And today or this uh, this week, while supplies last, we have a giveaway of the book Ever Present, How the Gospel Relocates Us in the Present by Jeremy Wrightbull, who is a regular listener and one of the editors for Gospel Centered Discipleship, who is they are a blog and a publishing imprint just providing essentially discipleship resources. So this is a book by him. So if you order uh, a bag of coffee from Ligaris Roasters, which you can find at happyrantpodcast.com, you will get a free book with that order while supplies last. And there are 10 books. So my guess is they're going to go very fast. So jump on it. Uh, go to happyrantpodcast.com, order your coffee, get a free copy of Ever Present, How the Gospel Relocates Us in the Present, and we'll actually have another giveaway in the future from Gospel Center Discipleship because they were so excited to partner with us that they gave us two titles. And this is the one for this episode. Pipe, speaking of ever present, uh, there's a guy kind of in our uh, in our sphere, in our listenership here at the Happy Rant, who's sort of ever present on the Internet and on social media. And uh, ever, ever, ever present. Absolutely. And, and you and I both know who I'm referring to. It's one at Jared C. Wilson. And uh, Big R, you were kind enough to point out um, a little Twitter beef that uh, that our friend at Jared C found himself in this week with Carl Lentz, who I've never seen or heard of. But uh, because I have this technology in my studio, I'm going to look up Carl Lentz right now and see what his glasses look like. Because Big R, you you said his glasses were noteworthy. Right? Yeah, I think that was uh, I think that was Pipe's call, but yeah, his glasses are rather large and noteworthy. Whoa. And uh, yeah, so he's uh he's making he's making some kind of uh they're so uncool, they're cool kind of like yes. statement with his glasses. And yeah, those those are the kind of glasses people got punched for wearing in well, Yeah, those are the kind of glasses that like your aunt was wearing in like 1981 and you were just like, yeah, okay, that's what ants wear, right? See, I wouldn't punch so, Carl Lentz for the glasses. I would punch him just for the way he looks otherwise, though. Um, yeah. You're saying he's punchable. He's very punchable. And he probably does his little, like, you know, nine-round kickboxing cardio class there in, uh, in you know, lower Manhattan. So he might be a little bit dangerous. Judging does he from- wear Lululemon for men? Yeah. Oh, dude. Is that even a question, Pipe? Is that even a question? <laughs> he's probably got a merch deal with Lululemon, I'm thinking. Um, there's a lot of opportunities. That, that, that's the, that's the sponsorship he would pick if he could pick one sponsor. Exactly. 
be Lulu. Of course, yeah, of course. And and the next time we don't have him on the show, we won't ask him that. But hey, Pi, my question for you is where's Carl at? Like, I mean, dude, does he um I mean, obviously he's big mega Hillsong dude. Like, where does he go theologic? Like, where are we at with him? Like, what's his do you have any background into his whole his whole game? You know, it's he finds himself at the fringes of controversy with some regularity because there was some issues regarding uh, homosexuality and marriage a few years ago and a lack of clarity there. This particular beef with one Jared C was about a lack of clarity in in an interview he did on a morning show, a, a TV morning show about uh, being pro-life and the question about whether or not abortion is a sin. I think he later clarified and said that he is definitively pro-life. He does think that abortion is sinful, but he was trying to draw a distinction between that and condemning people who have had abortions because he wants to create a gracious environment in his church. But, you know, and then other than that, Hillsong is not a, let's let's call it a, not a doctrinally heavy church. Uh, It's built around, it's built around worship. It's built around, uh, I'd call it a little bit more more prophetic and that kind of thing, but not something where they're they're digging into a lot of uh, five points of anything. Yeah, you're not seeing a lot of partnership between Hillsong and TGC or T4G. But then what's what's funny also about that is we're we're literally without any. Well, real quick question: Does does T4G or TGC do they do they partner with anybody? Well, you know what? I, I kind of feel like I mean. they are they are city on a hill. Yeah, and, and by city on a hill, you don't mean city on a hill song. Let's just clarify that right now. But but the other thing that's funny wow, is wow. is you just literally said. I mean, you just literally said with no irony that this dude was on a morning show. So we are talking about we're talking about a dude that is featured on a morning show. Well, he's he's like pastor to celebrities, right? Because there are, I mean, like there there are pictures of him like hugging it out with Justin Bieber yeah, and he's stuff Bieber's like that. Dude. So he's yeah, he's a. He's, he finds himself in a really interesting spot because my understanding of, of who he is is that he, he seeks to be a faithful Christian, but he lives, he, he kind of walks in this place where you don't tell people that something is sinful. Like nobody, nobody tells celebrities that their lifestyle choices are wrong. And so he's, he's navigating a really weird place. And, uh, I don't follow him closely enough to know how well he does it, but uh, but at the same time, but Jared I know C that- is not going. Jared C is not going to respond well to somebody who is uh, who is not being just as uh, you know is, is blatant about the gospel as is he should be. Right. I mean, there there is a sense in which you know I think Jared C believes that the gospel is offensive. But sometimes he might be a little offensive <laughs> in his sharing of the offensive gospel, or at least a little aggressive. I know for a fact that he listens on occasion and that his wife and daughters listen more regularly. So uh, shout out to the Wilson family. But he he loves to to pick the occasional Twitter gospel. Fight. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jared like, C. Like loves a good gospel. Fisticuffs are his. Yeah, thing. he loves a good. He loves a good Twitter brawl. There's no doubt about that at all, man. But um, this one, um, this one I thought was interesting because it, I forget how it caught my eye. But pretty soon, um, you know, everybody's kind of coming against Jared C's comment about Lentz's comment, and then Lentz at one point gets on there, and I'm I'm just paraphrasing right now, right? To use a pastoral word that we all love and cherish, but um, 
But Lentz gets on there and essentially goes, oh, uh, hi, Jared, Carl here. And <laughs> Carl be, and Jared literally goes, oh, hey, or something like that, right? And it was just like, oh, wow. So all of this bravado and this is how it like comes together. Oh, hi, Carl. Oh, hi, Jared C. I just thought it was funny. Well, I, the response that I saw from Carl was a little bit is a little bit passive aggressive where he's like, well, I guess the thing to do is to throw stones at somebody who's trying to be faithful in ministry or something along oh, those lines. Oh, is that lines. what it was? Okay. And okay. so, I mean, I, you know, I stopped at that point because one can only wade so far into, into a Twitter beef before you feel like you have to take a shower. But uh, yeah, it was... It was half amusing, half eye rolling. Um, I'm sure that at least seven people got saved because of it, because that's that's what happens when pastors fight on Twitter. Uh, many, many good things come out of it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Boys, yeah. nothing is more winsome than pastors fighting on Twitter. I mean, really, this is this is what it's all about. Um, I'm working on an alternate theory here, and that is... Yeah, throw it down, baby. I, I want to hear it. I think because at Jared C. Wilson maybe considers himself a celebrity, he, he was using this. He was using this alliance with Lentz to sort of get himself closer to the blue check. And, oh, and my gosh. That's you think big. this gets him closer to blue check status, boys? That's big, big T. I mean, that's, that's yeah. saying – I mean, that's – yeah, that's saying a lot right there. That's a major – that's a major statement that you just made right now about at Jared C. Because that blue, Guys, we know I just that, like to think about this stuff a little bit differently. You know, well, I know, and I know, and we know that blue check has been a a a, a Joe Thorn in Jared C.'s side, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not. I mean, that's not been a pleasant experience for Jared C. So uh, it's been yeah, a little like, blue thorn in his side. <laughs> and and actually, I've seen all of Carl Lentz's side because of all the shirtless pics of him on the internet. So I mean, Justin. There, there are no thorns in his actual side. Yeah, he, he does not have or, or blemishes of any kind, no. actually. No, no body hair. No, no, no could a thorn even, incredible. He's amazing. Could a thorn even stick into those kind of abs anyway? No, I mean, what are we would, talking about? The thorn <laughs> just pop right out of the abs. He re- repels all thorns. Hey, do you think if you grabbed Joe Thorne and you pushed him into Carl Lentz's side that Joe Thorne would stick in Carl Lentz's side? No, Joe Thorne would bounce off. Because would he bounce off like a bumble, like the bumble snow monster of the north? Would he bounce off pleasantly off of Carl? He would Lentz's? because of because both of what Joe Thorne is made out of versus also what what Carl Lentz is made out of. It would be a bouncing off situation. Guys, you know what I would like to do at our next uh, at our next live event is I would like to get a life size picture of Carl, a life size picture of Joe Thorne, and just stick Joe Thorne into the side of Carl. <laughs> I love that. They I think that. I think that's a possibility, and I think we're starting to dream big again. Yeah, I, like I think that. we're starting like to dream big that. things again right now. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, we're starting to dream real big again. I actually want to talk about another Wilson, um, not Russell Wilson, not Mookie Wilson from baseball in the eighties. Sure, uh, sure. I want to talk about Dougie Fresh. Okay, Douglas Wilson, and oh. He, Careful, careful now. Yeah. This didn't go so well for us last. I wonder time. who would be. Uh, I wonder who would be at Douglas Wilson's thorn in his side. <laughs> wow, baby, I have no idea. I think we know the answer to that, but I, th- I don't know that we want to keep going back to that. I don't think we do, stuff. but I want to talk about. Yeah, that was slanderous, Ronnie. Yeah, boy. Sometimes oh. when you're in the media business, um, people will come at you because they didn't like or haven't understood um, a bit or a joke. And this, this happened to us, boys. So uh, I want to talk about satire. And we got a Facebook message uh, in the wake of our, I think, episode two live in Louisville uh, bit about, no, 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 that was a while ago. 
at some point we did a bit about podiums and about Douglas Wilson and uh, how he would be the podium for Rachel Held Evans. And um, we got a little bit of blowback from that. So Pipe, as our official, you're kind of the official um, uh, stenographer of this whole uh, outfit. So why don't you talk yes. us through what what happened, okay? Well, first, I'm putting stenographer on my resume immediately. Give me a second. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we we made a joke several episodes ago. We were talking about pastors and pulpits. And somewhere in the devolving of that episode or the evolving or the evolution, mm-hmm. uh, we, we landed on a joke where Rachel the Held Evans' dream podium would be a lectern placed on the back of Douglas Wilson on all fours, um, which we we got a good laugh out of. I know some listeners got a good laugh out of. Well, a member of Doug Wilson's church shared this joke with him. Um, and and then I think in a later episode, we, we actually made a further joke about Doug calling in to complain, which for clarity never actually happened. We don't actually have a call in line at all, um, which is a good thing because we get lots of complaints. So somebody in his church went to him brought this joke to his attention. He said, I don't even know who those guys are. I don't know what they're talking about. Which led this person to come back to us and say, and essentially question whether or not we were being publicly honest or use or being dishonest for the sake of humor. And the word slanderous was was used as a question of whether or not this was slanderous. Were we defaming Doug Wilson? Um, and so that that is where, that is how we arrived at the point of discussing Satire, Doug Wilson, Rachel the Held Evans, lecterns, and Facebook messages. Boy, that just brought a just a moment of silence between the three of us, didn't it? I, <laughs> I was actually sitting. I, I just and also I, I don't quite know what to say. You know, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit taken aback by the whole thing, to be honest. Um, especially since I have to be, I have to, like zero dogs in the Douglas Wilson fight at all. I I did clarify with this listener and essentially say uh, we we ride the horse of humor and absurdity and satire quite heavily. And so don't take some of the things we say completely seriously. Um, But it raised the question for me of do we need to clarify like what is satire? You know, we we used to do trigger warnings fairly often. Mm Uh, do we need to do that? Do we need to have like a satire warning? If this was a visual visual medium, we could be like, you know, like in commercials, they're like, these are actors, not real people. Do not try this at home. Yeah. Should it, We need something like that yeah. for for our, our more satirical bits. I tell you, man, I've, I've, I've learned from my life as a newspaper columnist that you have to be freakishly clear with people about what's a joke and what's not. Um, last week, I wrote a column kind of a satirical open letter to uh, one of the small town police departments in the area because of their, yeah, their video traffic ticket program. And um, people went bananas because they thought I was being serious. Um, Yeah, it was a mess. It was a huge mess. So in in the future, I'm just going to write in all caps, this is satire above um, any column that could be even remotely satirical. But dude, I just, yeah, I just, I just don't like that, man. I just feel like it's like people know what the program is. It's like something loses its funniness. If you got to say, Hey, everybody, we're going to say something funny now. You know what yeah, I we're mean? Doing it's like, bit, you know, right. And so, I mean, that just takes away from the, See, the, that just takes away from the purity of it too. What, what are you going to say, Pipe? 
Well, here's the thing. Like in, in a, in a non-Christian environment or a non-explicitly Christian environment, you can, so if you do satire, you, you know, you po- poke some fun, create an entirely fictitious story for the sake of making a point or drawing out a joke or whatever it is. Uh, and people don't get it. Like that adds to the joke. You can then, you can actually laugh harder because, because it's funnier in that case. In a Christian environment though, the the preciousness and righteousness of the situation ruins that because then it goes from this is more funny because people don't get it to oh now now we need to go hug it out now we need to send apologies now we're being questioned on 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 our integrity and our honesty and and so the, my question is can can you get away with satire in a christian environment yes. because inevitably inevitably <laughs> you end up just stomping all over people's precious toes. Dude, the question isn't whether we get away with it or not. We just do it whether we get away with it or not. I mean, I think that, that's fair. That's the that's the answer, man. I mean, at the end of the day, when you're when you're doing satire or you're doing humor, you are lying half the time. That's why it's funny. Humor is funny because it's taking truths and it's converting them to half truths. That's what makes it funny. Is the goal to deceive people or is like, because I feel like satire is not meant to deceive. Satire is meant to, to sort of give, give lie to something, to, to essentially be like, look how ridiculous this is. No, so it's you're not meant to deceive. true for the sake of pointing truth. No, when I say untruth or when I say half truth, when it comes to humor or satire, it means you're exaggerating something that is true to make it funny and to like illustrate your point even more clearly or more or more overtly right so when we start to we start talking about douglas wilson and evans that just illustrated a ridiculous point i mean what are you going to get i mean i don't know g pipe i don't know i mean are you going to get a text that somebody's offended that we literally thought we were going to stick joe thorne in the in the side of carl lentz i mean joe thorne because he might not want to be stuck in carl lentz's side i'm not gonna say right now that thorny wants to be stuck to his side or not maybe he does maybe he doesn't i don't know what kind of day he's having with his boy jimmy the point is is that people should understand like what the vibe is here well so who knows we don't know we don't know anything about joey thorne that's not the point the point is that man we can't be qualifying what we're going the program just dies if we have to qualify exactly what we say I mean, that's it. Yes, it very quickly becomes every other Christian podcast, meaning humorless and no fun. Right. And dare I say one reformed pubcast. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but you did. So there we go. I know. I'm sorry. I should have explained that that was satire and irony and that we actually don't have a problem with those guys and everything's cool and, you know. Yeah. Thank, yeah. Thanks for that. Dis- disclaimers make everything more fun. Next topic. Absolutely. So, right. So that's all we're doing. I was, let's just, di- you know what, the rest of the app, let's just disclaim ourselves because that'll be a, that'll be a riot. That'll be funny. And, uh, you know, we'll make everybody happy. And then, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll take it from there. I want to know how many bags of chips and granola bars Ted's gone through while we're talking. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I fell asleep. Yeah, Ted, you are real quiet, dude. I'm back now. No, I'm back. I just want to let you guys vamp. That was, that was really good. It was really well done. Were you tweeting with Carl if you were a tweeter? Is that what you were doing right now? Were you just hanging with, uh, doing a little texting with Carl Lentz? Dude, yeah, I'm doing a little Make CrossFit it. with Carl, actually. Are you making sure he's okay? Is our boy Carl okay, Big T? We're, Can I ask you? We're waxing each other's cool? chests. Is that weird? Is that too much? <laughs> That's not weird. I just want to make sure he's okay and that you're not hurting him too much as you're waxing. No, he's great. You know? Yeah, he's used to it. Is he doing good? Yeah. He, All right. He's okay. been doing this for a long time, so he's good. Um, I just want to let our listeners know one thing. We will never 
talk about Rachel Held Evans or Douglas Wilson in a way that's anything but satirical and funny. Like if, if, if their names come out of our mouth, it's because we're trying to be funny. So I think that should, that should clear up any misconceptions. Don't you guys think? Maybe. I hope. Yeah. I mean, I think if, if, if people need, yeah, if people need like a, uh, a translation guide to the show, I mean, maybe I could write one of those up. Like maybe we just need to write it up. Like if you hear this, it means we should put out a little pamphlet, pipe, a little PSA, a little, it's a little help. Um, a, a little Cliff Notes guide to FAQ. Yeah, I'm just so I'm just so opposed. I just feel like we need to cancel this app now. We're just we're giving away all of our trade secrets. We're apologizing. I don't, I don't even know who we are right now. I feel like we've lost our identity. We didn't apologize for anything, did we? I mean, I, I mean, think I think so. we just had to qualify our 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 dialogue between Dougie and Rachel. You know, the only thing I'm sorry about is not making fun of Carl Lentz's appearance more. You're, so while, while, while Ronnie and I were vamping, you you were just scrolling through Google images of Carl Lentz. I was. I was thinking of more funny things. But, Baby, uh, give, but us, give us your thoughts on Carl, man. Obviously, you've probably listened to a couple of sermons in the five minutes that we've uh, we vamped out about him. What, what's your take <laughs> on it, man? Yeah, what you, you had time to listen to three. So. Yeah, I did. I listened to two and a half sermons. Yeah, in how the last was it, man? Did you say anything of, an, of, uh, of, of, of importance for us? No, it was incredible. Incredibly profound. Oh, but, uh, like him and Timmy K just like doing a doing a team team. Teaching thing is probably what it felt Dude, they're like. buds. They're kindred spirits. I actually ran into them at a hipster coffee shop in Manhattan not too long really? ago, so I didn't want to. Was, was Timmy wearing like Carl Lentz glasses? While he was yeah, Timmy was wearing this V-neck that was so deep you could see like down to his navel. Uh, you know, so he's kind of he's kind of rolling in the same in the same fashion. Re- retirement is treating him well. Hey, Big T, really, here's a question for you, dude. Once you answer this for me, man. If uh, when Carl Lentz and Timmy K write their next book, yeah. what do you think it's going to be called? Mm. Wow. Lentz and Keller. And I'm putting the L before the K. Mm, wow. Lentz. Lentz gets top billing. That's huge, man. That's I'm going to top bill Lentz. That's where I'm going to go with it. I'm going to roll with that. Uh, Hot for Jesus. <laughs> by Carl Lentz with Tim Keller. Forward by Tim Keller. Oh, with. Oh, you're doing a with. Yeah, Timmy K is just doing the forward. He's, he's not going on. He's uh, the research assistant. Yeah, yeah. Dude, here's my thing, man. So I, I consider myself all kidding aside, like a a pretty nice guy. Like I I feel like I don't make a habit of going around making fun of people, but if someone is rich and super attractive and they know it, I will go after that person. You know what I mean? And I I will have no conscience about it. And yeah, petty jealousy knows no bounds, dude. Exactly. Petty jealousy knows no bounds. And if, if you are rich and loaded, like I, I will come after you. Um, so that, that's just where I'm at vis-a-vis Carl Lentz. Carl, it's nothing personal. I know he's a listener. I know he listens to all these episodes. I wanted to know that it's nothing personal. That's just like my own stuff, you know? Um, so anyway, all, all apologies to, to Carl and the Lentz family, Mrs. Lentz, um, you know, a, a baby Lentz, baby apologies Lentz. to all of them. I'm sure they're all very... Justin Bieber, sorry for, for taking shots at your pastor. Justin, Justin, Justin Lentz. Bieber. Yeah, Biebs. Um, all of that. But boys, I don't want to, far from ending this program, I want to go in a different direction with it. Um, I don't want to end the program. And I also don't want to do anything new. Um, What I want to do is rehash some old material and ask you guys what your favorite moments of Live in Louisville were. And Pipe, I want you to go first. Oh man, favorite moments of Live in Louisville. I think, uh, hmm. 
I, I think uh, I think getting I think getting piles of swag uh, and Ronnie getting piles of swag while Ted did not get piles of swag was <laughs> was, was a somewhat somewhat of a high point. Listeners, well, really, thanks for bringing that up. I, I just got a person though. I got I got Wayne. I basically got an adopted <laughs> yeah, you son. Did. No, you you got you have a a a surrogate Twitter account. You did get. I do. Wayne. I have a surrogate Twitter you, account. You have to do have none Wayne. of the tweeting. Yeah. You have to do none of the the scrolling or the typing or anything. Mm-hmm. All you get to do is say words, and the the solid gold that comes out of your mouth gets shared with the Twitterverse. So, congratulations! You guys to are you, probably you, also you know won. you're you're rich with crap that you'll probably throw away, and I'm I'm rich with relationships with Wayne. So you know, I mean, we we've, we've all That's won. True. We're all winners. Having yeah, having Wayne Grudem and Joel Beakey and uh, who else was there? Um, Squints from. Uh, <laughs> from the Sandlot, and there was there was there was a whole bunch of celebrity sightings at this thing. A lot of celebs. It was a real red carpet environment. Pipe. I'm surprised Carl Lentz wasn't there. You know, it was a good photo op. He could have taken. Oh, uh, he might have been in the back. He might have he might have snuck mm-hmm. in the back. Mm-hmm. You don't. I think I think I mean, the Q and A the Q and A episode that we did at the end. So you, for those for those who could not attend and who for whatever reason are behind on listening to the episodes, we recorded two episodes and then did a Q and A with listeners uh, and attendees. And I think that was the most fun because it, it, we had no idea what questions were coming. We we gave them no. Uh, instructions as to what could or could not be asked and so we got asked about heaven and we got asked about 90s action movies and one guy did a, a pseudo spoken word kind of thing and what else there was i mean there was a whole which by the way pipe was super weird that the dude that like did the spoken word like like sort of like rap battle thing that he kind of launched into like i think we were all so confused and taken <laughs> back by we're that just, man we're just all that really was- caucasian i think that's really what it was well, I know, but that that goes on. I mean, you don't have to state that, but it just was like, dude. Be clear, like, though. Everyone in the room was very Caucasian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's point. be honest. So when Caucasian dude got up there and did said like, you know, hip hop experiment on us, it was really random, man. It was super unexpected. And then I saw him at church on Sunday. Wait, what? Just this, just this past weekend. Well, at the time this releases, it will have been two weekends ago. At, at he, goes to, he goes to the same church that I do. Wow. You didn't mention that, Pipe. That I didn't everything. know that at the time. <laughs> I hadn't, did not put two and two together, but I know Pipe. it now. Pipe, does he go to your church or did he go to your church because he knew you were there, dude? That's the I, question. I don't believe that I have a listener stalker this time. Um, I believe he was at the church actually before I began attending there. All so, right. um, so he's legit and also a very nice, a very nice person uh, who did catch us all off guard with the the, the spoken word rap yeah. thing. That was epic, uh, man. That was a, that was a highlight. There's no we doubt. Have really, about that. We have really, uh, we have really cool listeners. I mean, not cool in the sense of like Carl Lentz cool. None no. of no nobody in the room looked. No, clear, clear. no one was that cool. Cool, cool, like fun to hang See, out. Those with, are the things we need to clarify. We don't need to. We right. don't need. Right. That's what we need to clarify. We don't need to. You know, no. Yeah, no other stuff. caveats. I'm not apologizing. Uh, I am clarifying. <laughs> not Carl Lentz. Very fun to hang out with. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. And the sheet cake was excellent. It was. Uh, big I didn't have any of the sheet cake because I'm not doing that. So how was well, it? Was yeah, it legit? Put the scrawny and Ronnie. Got to mention that. So. Maybe, oh, right. are, are you at like the whole ninety now? Where are you at? I'm at. I'm on whole forever. It's called whole forever. He's just on like oh, the. He's just awful. eating paper, but he can eat all the paper he wants. Whole forever. Oh, I, yeah. 
I, another highlight was when Ronnie affirmed to the one non-reformed guy in the room, or at least the one who was willing Dude, to say that yes. he, he, he too can be saved. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that, Ronnie. Dude, I just loved it that he was the only guy that raised his hand when I asked if there were any non-reformed guys in the room. And this guy's hand feebly like, just kind of popped up like the great pumpkin Charlie Brown out of the pumpkin patch. He just kind of went whoop like that. you know. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the bravest dude we've ever met in our lives man and so and obviously to, to the credit of our other listener attendees nobody shamed him that i saw there was no like booing yeah other than me the church crowd. Exactly. no sort of smugness yeah. yeah i mean it was way more mature than us we we grilled him but uh oh well dude that's that's part of the deal man that's part of the deal for our live shows is we get to absolutely. grill that's the fun of it but uh yeah, that was a that was an amazing moment when that guy great pumpkined up out of the patch. That was insane to me. That in like hip hop rap battle thing or whatever that guy was throwing down, um, Ray or your buddy from Ray's church. I mean, that was insane to me. That was big. again to clarify, not Ray Ortland, somebody who attends his church. If Ray Ortland had come up and done a spoken word, that would have been the highlight of. Well, my entire life, but that didn't happen. Like, what are we just being all careful now? Of course, it wasn't Ray Orton. Now we gotta. Now we gotta. I say the word Ray Ortland, and now we gotta qualify it to the moon. I mean, it's just, just trying to. I don't even. No, I, don't even, I don't want there to be any accusations of slander on this episode. I mean, I just don't even know what podcast I'm on anymore. I, I don't even know where I'm at. I don't even know what we're doing right now. To clarify, this is the. Happy Mike, you know what my favorite thing about the about the whole live in Louisville experience was. Besides the woodworking and the metallurgy that we got to do at, at Sojourn East. Oh, my favorite thing was the hipster Airbnb that, that Ron booked us into, which was, quote, right around the corner from the church. <laughs> and just a, just a quick 35-minute drive Ohio. to the packing district of Louisville later. Maybe it was 13 yeah, he, minutes. He, he, actually, minutes. he actually booked one closer to Ashland, Ohio than to the Exactly. Venue. It was halfway to Ashtown. But no, that that's not what's my favorite about the hipster Airbnb. My favorite thing about it, it was beautiful – like old brownstone. It was across the street from an abandoned factory, which is the best thing from a hipster standpoint. Uh, I think we had to park but, in a strip club parking lot and then walk half a block to the to the thing. Yeah, something along those lines. That was great too. But my favorite thing about it, pipe, was the fact that you know you and I went upstairs to our like Victorian era bedrooms, <laughs> separate bedrooms, and um, to I, clarify, yeah. to clarify, yeah, I laid down and I was like, "What's that noise?" And it sounded like an 18-wheeler rumbling past my head about every 35 seconds. And it's because I could lift the window of my bedroom and stick my arm out and touch I-65 South uh, from, <laughs> from the hipster B&B. So it was, it was really it was a beautiful place. Did you roll the tip of your finger across many a, many a driver's seat exactly. window? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like to reach out and touch the driver's seat windows along I-65. Man, we should have switched rooms because I grew up in a house that was literally – it was on I-35. Mm. And uh, the, the, sound, the sound of traffic is like the most soothing put-me-to-sleep sound mm. of, of any sound in the world. Interesting. So we should have switched. Baby – Maybe would it have been would it have been better if you would have been sleeping in the uh, kitchen like me and Big yeah, M? You guys were, were in the kitchen. In? I mean, dude, insane, yeah, man. I mean, literally, the like, bedroom was in the kitchen. Some, you know, some bacon. What was it? It was omelets. like I think I think the room that you guys were in was the uh, was originally like the dining room because you walk in the front door. There's like a little yeah, like, parlor sure. living room, then the dining room, except it has a queen size bed in it, and then there's a kitchen. So <clears throat> yeah, it was a. Uh, 
It was an it was an odd. Yeah, place. that's like that's like crazy Airbnb owners are like, dude, we're gonna turn every room in the house into a bedroom. I yeah. mean, we're just gonna chalk this house full of rooms. Mm. You know what I mean? It was like a whatchamacallit bar, man. We're just gonna we're gonna everything fit in it. Everything delicious yes. into this. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, you know what's crazy? You, Let me I just ate, go off of that for one second. I ate, yeah, maybe, tell me about your whatchamacallits in it. Yeah, maybe my first whatchamacallit bar that I'd ever eaten in my life, I ate it live in Louis. See, that's what shocks me, Big T, because yeah. when I brought my crew with me from Sub, man, everybody was like, what's a whatchamacallit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, what it is, is that a West Coast bar? Is that what we're talking about? If our listeners aren't is that familiar Coast? with whatchamacallit, what it is is actually, and I found this out at Live in Louisville, it's actually just a really mediocre third-tier candy bar. You have lost your mind, Big T. Mm. What do you mean mediocre? Uh, what do you mean? What What didn't you love about it? It's it 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 tastes like, dude. It's my favorite candy bar of all time. It tastes also like a, a gas station a fitting- protein bar. You know what I mean? Like a <laughs> like an off brand gas station protein bar. Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> that I don't that know description, a, uh, a mediocre third tier candy bar, makes it very clearly the the fitting official candy bar of this podcast. Right. And you know what? Oh I mean, gosh. just to be fair to watch them call it, I just want them to know that I'm being satirical. Okay. So tongue in cheek, as, as I talk about their prides of wonderful products and they're wonderful people. <laughs> um, so I just oh the makers of what you call it man they're I good know, people they're big tea. they're they're a family that goes back goes back they're an Italian family that goes back generations it's a family business you know mm-hmm. and they put a lot of love right. into those third tier candy bars it's like watching Godfather Part Ones Two and Three right Fredo runs you know? watch him call it now so Fritz Fred Fredo it's always been Fredo's company when hasn't it been Fredo's pull me a Fredo from the bigger. bottom of Lake Tahoe yeah yeah exactly. Oh. Insane. Boys, I want to uh, I want to promote one more thing, and then I have to sign off because fun fact, my uh, studio is about to die, and by that I mean my laptop. Um, boys, before we leave here, I've got one item of breaking news, uh, and then I want to talk about where's the breaking news music. Dun, 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 dun. I received a text from one Hector Lagaris of Lagaris Roasters. Uh, he is our official. Puerto Rican coffee sponsor, coffee provider uh, of the Happy Ramp podcast. And he texted me to let me know uh, that his product and our product, Happy Ramp Signature Blend, is now being sold in the the exclusive hipster coffee or the exclusive hipster grocery store, rather, here in Jackson, Tennessee. It's called Grubbs Grocery. Uh, everything everything at Grubbs wow. is very expensive and uh, and very hipster. So congrats to Hector Lagares, congrats to Grubbs hipster grocery store for uh, stocking a wonderful product. Dude, that's huge. Yeah, that's really big, man. I'm stoked. I'm stoked for heck. I'm stoked for us. I feel like, I mean, the, I, the hits just keep on coming, but they're good hits. They're home run hits. That's true. That's that, they are. that means in, we, we're, we're like pseudo stocked in a grocery store. Absolutely. Now. Yeah. In a, in a way we're all stocked. See, how, many, how many, how many, uh, how many clicks do you got on the computer? Where are we at with that? Are you almost out of juice? Uh, baby, I'm, I'm just about to die. So what I want to do is promo uh, Live in Louisville 2, uh, which I think we're calling something else. What are we calling this, Big R? Yeah, for the ninth time, T, uh, it's called T4R. It's happening on April 10th, the night before, together for the gospel. We want to invite everybody out for really, I think, probably the biggest event of 2018, which we're calling Together for the Rant. Mm, just rolls off the tongue. It's, it's amazing I forgot that nine times. 
Yeah, I know. It went nine, 19. <laughs> I forget you. Yeah, I, I forget yeah. how many times I lost count. It, T4R could also stand for Together for Reformed, but that's actually the, the conference that's happening the next day. That's Together for the Gospel. So T4R, Together for the Rant. If you go to happyrantpodcast.com, we already have it up there and you can get your tickets now. So I'd, I'd say just, yeah, just go do it. That's what people it's going to sell out, boys, because we filled the room. Uh, at Sojourn East, we filled the the the, the other room, the, the the John Calvin Bronze Bust room, and uh, now we're playing the big room, boys. Now we're playing the big room because we're going to need the space, and uh, so we want to encourage everybody to get tickets early because this will be the event. It is the event. It, the it will be the event. There will be a red carpet. Uh, there will be red carpet red carpet photo ops, photo opportunities. Carl Lentz, I'm sure, will be there. And um, it, it's going to be the, the radio event of the century. Um, boys, thank you for promoing that. Thank you for being a part of it. Um, and thank you for a lot of good talking on this program. Um, I, I've enjoyed being back in the studio. I felt a little glum that we weren't all together there in Louisville again. But, uh, but, but you know, just business as usual here for us on the show. This is what you have to do when you're a, a radio pro. Um, any parting words, boys, before I sign us off? None. None. Ron? None. Unless we need to qualify what it is you're about to say to sign us off. And then let's <laughs> I feel like you're hurt. I feel like you're wounded off. about my whatchamacallit comment, but we can address that off the air if we need to. That's, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Boys, we have, uh, we have done what we always do on this program in that we've wandered to and fro. And until next time, and until together for the rants, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcast.